Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 19 of Season 3 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action movie, Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me again today is Alex Robinson of the Star Wars Minute, the Godfather Minute, and one of the people who you know got me interested in doing this type of show myself. So thank you once again, Alex, even though I thank you in you know every inaugural episode of each season so thank to thanks to you and pete for you know letting crazy people like us know that there are other crazy people out there who can do things like that so welcome to the show alex oh thanks i'm happy to be here and to continue my romp through the only three minutes so far now of die hard that i've seen <laughs> well you got another action pack scene coming up here today so you know, we, right. we got another minute for to to maybe try to convince you that you might want to learn more about Die Hard. Besides just going well, to the slowly, grow, it's growing on me. It's okay, good. I'm me. glad. I'm glad. I'm glad because we, you know, we're 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 done with the family matters, and now we're we're dealing with you know a little bit more action. Family matters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. Did you do that? No, no, I did not. I did not. It, it's. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I, I'm going to tell this story a lot of times throughout this podcast, but I actually was at a taping of Family Matters in 19, in the summer of 1989, and uh-huh. I was there with a group of friends, and we started screaming to Reginald Bell Johnson, what's in those Twinkies? And he started laughing, and he actually rattled off the, the lines. You know, wow. but it was a lot of fun. I'm sure he has no recollection of that. You know, some a group of of teenagers, you know, who were just screaming. It probably happens to him all the time. You know, but back then, you know, he that was probably still pretty fresh back then. Yeah, it was very fresh. Yeah, it was very fresh. Yeah. it was that was yeah. that was the summer this movie was on HBO. I was on a, a I was yeah. on a trip with a, a bunch of friends uh, all along the West Coast, and you know, every motel that we stayed in, you know, usually the motels back then had free HBO and. You know, August 1989 was when Die Hard debuted on HBO, and we would watch it every time it was on. You know, so that's why I saw it so many times. And then we got to see Reginald Bell Johnson in the flesh. You know, it's, it's and you got to interrupt the recording of a no, show. No, it was like constantly it wasn't, yelling when they it were, wasn't in the middle of the show, but uh, it was it was when he was standing on the side. But but we, we were able to crack him up. You know, that that's the important thing. So yeah. minute 19. Begins with the driver acknowledging Theo's message and ends with Theo typing away ferociously. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, hacking the main. Yeah, right? definitely. So yesterday's episode ended with uh, Theo and Carl disposing of the John Larroquette doppelganger, which this is probably one of the last times I'll be able to actually say that, you know, because we're, we're not going to see him again. <laughs> Probably not. And Theo runs over to the computers and start. He runs over to the computer and starts working on it. Uh, he tells the the Back driver that that uh, you know we're in, and the uh, the driver who's Heinrich acknowledges Theo's message in a very silent way, and we get to see that he's still like chewing his gum. <laughs> he, you know, he's just at which which to me says so much about the fact that here we have these bad guys that this is second nature to them. You know, they're not nervous. Mm. They're not, you know, all of us, when, when we go somewhere that, that, that we, we don't necessarily uh, know what's going to happen or anything like that, we might be a little bit of a ner- little nervous or whatever. Here, this is, he's calm, cool, sitting in the truck, chewing his gum, 
you know, not a care in the world, you know, so who knows? And, and then we get to see the truck uh, begin to back up. Finally, it's backing up because, you know, the, the, the guard no longer will be able to see that, uh, the, the truck is sitting in the middle of, of the parking lot. They're actually able to, to, to back it up. And then we see, uh, Theo again with a shot of him where he, you know, looks up and, and pushes up his glasses. You know, it's, uh, He's he's had a little mm-hmm. too much uh, excitement that his glasses started, you know, sliding down his nose or something like that. And he should probably get those adjusted. Yeah, probably, probably. Or or maybe that's his signature uh, move. You know, <laughs> he's famous. For yeah, that's that. right. He's famous for pushing up his glasses. You know, and then uh, you know we we get a shot of him uh, by the computers, and he flips on the monitor. Which you know, I always find it really funny the these these old monitors you know from the eighties with the green screens, you know, where you just flip the switch and you either had the the green or the orange screen, the green screens or the orange screens. You probably yeah. also remember those, you know, where. Yeah, I guess I mostly remember the green ones. Yeah. I. But yeah, I guess you're right. There was like a kind of orange tinted yeah. one also. Yeah, I I, I don't know why. I don't know what the what the the technical reason was that they did it back then that way, but you know, it was very different than what it is today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just looking up um, when you brought the gum. Do you remember you were saying about nope. the gum, or is that nope. the? Was that I wasn't going to say anything about the gum. Uh, well, I was going to say I, well, I I was speculating that it might be uh, Nicorette, a, uh, a caffeine gum. So maybe maybe that he's trying to quit smoking and that's why he's chewing the gum. I looked it up. Nicorette was introduced in the United States. 1984. So, oh wow! Uh, okay, that, that's that's a very interesting. I thought you were going to say that. I thought, I thought you were going to say you looked up and and you know chewing gum could theoretically be a you know a way to calm someone's nerves or something like that. You know, I thought that's maybe what you were going to say. Well, yeah, I guess. But Nicorette might be doing well, the same thing. That it was the. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's you know he's Jones in and he's like well okay no but isn't Nicorette the, to to try to keep you from smoking. Yeah, so so normally he'd be like, "Oh man, I'm so nervous, I need to smoke," and then he's like, "Okay, I'll take the Nicorette instead." Anyways, yeah, no, that, that I, I like it. I like it. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm game um, on that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And uh, you know, then then he uh, sits down at the, the console and just uh, begins to begins to hum as he starts typing mm-hmm. away frantically. You know, that's what a weirdo he is—a crazy <laughs> guy. He has to hum and make. Goofy noises as he's typing into the computer, yeah. and and you know later this minute he's going to get even goofier with with what he does. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. and then we 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 get a shot of Carl in the in in the lobby, and he starts moving swiftly towards the elevator banks because we we saw la- uh, two weeks uh, last week we saw last week that John went towards the elevators, so you know we know about that. Mm-hmm. The one thing I noticed here is that there's on the side of the building, we see that there are, ele- I guess the elevators are are numbered because you have, it says 2 through 16 and 17 through 27. So apparently you can get on different elevators, you know, the elevator banks that go to different areas in the building. Sure. Yeah. Different floors. Yeah. 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 Because the, the, you, you missed this part, but the guard said to John when he got there, take the express elevator and get off when you hear the noise at 30. And so, you know, we had a question about, okay, how do you choose on an express elevator where to get off? <laughs> the idea of an express mm-hmm. elevator is it takes you to a specific place. So why would it make 
Since well, and also, why does he say get the noise? What does he get say off, when you hear a noise? Get off. Get off when you hear the noise. Meaning everyone's at the party. I mean, oh, hmm. you're going to hear the noise of the party, and at that point, get off the elevator. But you know, if you're on an express elevator, <laughs> you don't get to choose where it stops. Well, and he tells him what floor, right? Yes. So why would he have to listen for noise? Like he says, take the elevator to 30 and get off when you hear noise. Like what? Yeah. No, he says, take the express elevator and get off when you hear noise. He doesn't say take to the 30th floor. He says they're on the 30th floor. And then he says, they're the only ones in the building. So take the express elevator and get off when you hear the noise. Right. But if he knows what floor they're on, why does he have to get off when he hears the noise? It's like, I, I agree with you. We we discussed yeah, this. Weird. Uh, we discussed I'm, this, I'm uh, glad John Mark we... got murdered in that scene. He's a terrible <laughs> doorman. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. And then Carl runs across. He's like running swiftly across the the, the lobby, and as he's running, he pulls off his jacket. Yeah, know, I. Which is very strange. Not, I did not like that. <laughs> no, no. Why did he bring his jacket if he was just going to take it off in the lobby? Just leave well, it in the car, dude. It's winter. It's cold. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know it's L.A. I know it's L.A. <laughs> not cold right, at all. but it's like even if he was in uh, Minneapolis, it's like thirty feet to the door from the guy parked his car literally right outside the door of the of the place. Yeah, but so, the, the question uh, is, is when you're in the car, are you wearing your jacket or not? You know, if he's already wearing a jacket, so it takes time to take off the jacket and leave it in the car. <laughs> so, you have it, so instead, he's going to leave his jacket behind. That seems like a uh, that seems he like might, a, like maybe he needs it later. Want it anymore. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's someone else's jacket. He's setting them up to be framed. He's like, oh, sir, we found your jacket. He goes, I've never been to LA in my life. You know, exactly. it's weird. They can check fingerprints. They can check fingerprints on the on the jacket later if they find it outside yeah. the car. Yeah. You know, that could, that could be part of it also. So, like, and then he, like, first of all, I find it funny that he's, you know, running swiftly, you know, through the, or I don't even know if running is the right word, but he's, he's, he's moving quite quickly through the the lobby. Again, yeah. he's going towards the other guard, but he's still making noise. You know, he's not doing it stealthily. You know, sure. if, if if you want to go quietly, then you you walk in, in smaller steps. You know, you're not going to be running and potentially, uh, you know, clumping your shoes along the way. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not really sure about that one. That's that's well, maybe it's like it's kind of like that dilemma when you're in the rain. Do you run? At, so. Okay. Like is if he runs, he's there's less time for the guard to react. Right. Yeah, but, but in the second we're gonna see that the guard less chance of making noise, so it's kind of a it's kind of a right. trade off, I guess. Yeah, but we we find out that this 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 guard is even more clueless than John Larroquette was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's Christmas Eve. I'm sure they weren't expecting a terrorist attack on Christmas Eve. Who is? So, well, because uh, they didn't because they didn't know that there was such a thing as Die Hard beforehand. Yeah, that's true. This is what... <laughs> now, if if it had been you know more recently, they'd say, "Oh, I've seen Die Hard. I know what happens on Christmas Eve." But yeah. nowadays, every every office they say, "Put your best man." It's the Die Hard rule. Put your best man on guard duty on Christmas Eve. That's the the lesson from all this. Uh... Yeah, that that's great. <laughs> why Christmas Eve? And why not? Why not Christmas? I wonder. You think no one would be in the building then? Because they wanted to get people to to be there for the party, the hostages. I, yeah, they, again, no, I they the plot, again. Don't you don't know the plot, so you don't know why they need. They do need people to be in the in, in the building. Got it. That's okay. That's an integral part of Maybe the, the plot. Maybe I will watch it after all. 
All right, all right. We we got another day to keep working on this. We got to keep. All right, we're 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 getting there. Keep the momentum going. Keep the momentum going. Keep keep you asking questions. You know, I'm I'm waiting for the time when you when you're gonna write to me and say, you know what, I couldn't sleep last night because I was thinking all about Die Hard, so I just had to sit down and watch it. That's what I'm waiting for. Okay. See what happens. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, he he also handles his gun really really strangely. He's holding it in his left hand, you know, backwards. It's in like a very strange way, and then he transfers it to his right hand as he's, you know, as he's making this jog across the uh, the lobby. Yeah, holding and, a gun in your left hand backwards is like yeah, a bad idea. He's a, he's a professional. I'm a marksman, yeah. but that sounds like a crazy <laughs> idea. Yes, completely. Well, again, he knows that the, the other guard isn't paying attention, so it doesn't really make a difference. Or if there's someone sneaking up uh, behind you, that's how you shoot them, is by shooting them, by holding the gun backwards. Yeah. Right, he's concerned that, that uh, John Larroquette's going to you know, wake up and the zombie's going to come after him. Um, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I like it. That's a possibility. And uh, <laughs> and then the camera pans away from him uh, quickly, and we we get to see the second guard, you know, who's just around the corner, and he's uh, you know not really paying much attention. And then he he looks down and sees something rolling on the ground towards him, puck. which looks like a hockey yes. puck. That's right, it's a yeah. hockey puck. Should have had uh, on for this. It's not really a hockey puck. Mm-hmm. They should have. Ah, okay. Hey, I'll, 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 you know, I'll record with Pete as long as we don't talk about, you know, uh, Tom Petty. We're we're good. Uh, <laughs> like, that ship has sailed. Heartbreaking. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. And uh, so this this hockey puck comes comes down and rolls. They they focus really well on it. It's a great shot. Yeah. Because you know, having not seen this, dude. Now, I, I know you told me to stop asking these things, but what did you think was going to happen with this hockey? Puck? I assumed it was. Did you think it was going to explode? I it was some kind of bomb or or something like that. I can't. I couldn't imagine a scene in which a guy, person would just throw a hockey puck on the floor. And... No, but maybe it's just a distraction. Yeah. Um. No, I guess I thought it would be some kind of explosion or or something like that. Right. Okay. Now I have no idea what this ordinance is. You know, like what what they they actually use for for this type of thing. I tried looking it up and. You know, hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know what it's called. I think it's called like a, I thought it was called like a flash bomb or That's something like that. And was, I, yeah. I couldn't find something like, yeah. And I, I looked up flash bomb and I got some sort of like missiles, hmm. something like that. And I was like, okay, that's probably not what it is. Hmm. So it, it, it rolls to a stop. And then as it falls, there's this huge flash yeah. that, that comes and it fills the entire room and which blinds the guard. And then uh, Carl goes in for the kill. And and shoots him, uh, you know, three times in the chest. Mm-hmm. Dead. Now, wouldn't you wouldn't you think that Carl would also get blinded by this? Because it's not like he's wearing goggles or he's looking away. Just shutting your eyes, not is that not enough of a thing? I, I well, we don't see him shut his eyes. He he seems to be looking at him. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, he is coming from the side, so maybe maybe he was able to. You know, shield his eyes for the fraction of a section a second that the the explosion goes off. I, I don't know. Maybe he has special contact lenses. Nah, maybe, maybe, maybe he works. Maybe Q gave him something to you know to to shield his Is eyes. Is he possibly blind already? Probably not, because he's a pretty good shot. Yeah. Hmm. Well, to keep but eye, then we'll again, maybe he's just maybe he's got great hearing. Yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Like he's daredeviling it. Yeah. 
and so the the guard falls back uh backwards and then uh that scene ends and we get to see the garage once again we get the parking lot we see the truck continuing very, to back up sorry I went it's very sad that now like these two families are going to have on christmas eve is forever going to be associated with that's when dad got killed on christmas eve he was working as a security guard you know what i mean that's true that's very true sad very anyway, sad go ahead but but they're both they're both stuntmen so it's okay you know <laughs> <laughs> they're not too. actors no but but, but the, you know they're like oh that, that's dad's job you know he always yeah. gets shot he knew the risks <laughs> that's right you never know yeah. <laughs> and so then we, we get the shot of, of the truck again in the parking garage and it's backing up and we see the the ramp come down from the back and then the, the the back of the truck opens up, and we see a group of men come out. Da, so da, immediately, da. exactly, immediately you can count about six of them. We we right now won't go into each and every one of them, what their names are. We'll, we'll get to that a little later. And then you know we see Alan Rickman, Hans Gruber come out from the middle of them, and everyone looks to him and follows him down. And the the camera does a great job of following him. You know they, we see the the whole group walking down the the corridor. Uh, everyone's around, you know. He, he's he's like he's got groupies. That's what it looks like. It's very you know, good are, uh, villain reveal. These very are the Hans Gruber groupies. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Groove heads. Hans yeah. heads. There you go. <laughs> and they they continue down the corridor. They make a right, Hans and they continue Hans. down that corridor. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if 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 you count the the number of people in this scene, so you get. Uh, there are 10 people here, plus the two that are upstairs, which comes out to an even dozen, even though mm-hmm. there are actually 13 uh, terrorists in this movie. Hmm. If you count yeah. them later on, which you won't do, but, you know, well, you will when you wake up in the middle of the night dying to know what happens in Die Hard. But, you know, <laughs> besides that, <laughs> there are 13. And I've always found that really funny because I remember, uh, you know, as a teenager, I had the poster on my wall. And it says 12 terrorists take over, you know, uh, a, a, the Nakatomi building on Christmas Eve or something like that. You know, and I'm, I said to myself, even on the, the poster, they get it wrong. Because if you, you know, if you look at the cast or if you count them in the movie, there are 13. Yeah, <laughs> so, why do you think that is? I don't know. They don't know how to count. Um, maybe it's easier just to say 12 plus one. You know, maybe it's 12 henchmen. You know, you have Hans plus 12 henchmen. Like a baker's dozen. Uh, yeah, could be. Yeah, but it didn't say baker's dozen on the uh, poster. That, that I know. That would, just, that would just confuse people. Yeah. Well, most people don't even know. If you tell them it's a dozen, they're going to say, huh, how many? A dozen what? <laughs> exactly. A dozen donuts? Okay. And, and then we, we're, we're back at a shot of Theo typing away furiously on the keyboard and and i love how he's typing really fast and you see this pen just sitting on the you know the top of the keyboard you know above the mm-hmm. the f keys you know mm-hmm. the function keys and it's just it's just really funny that that the uh, you know that pen is just not moving you know someone someone left it there because i doubt that that theo took out a pen and just put it there because it probably probably would have taken the cap off if it was if it was his you think that's john lyraquette's pen um that's very possible mm. i would assume that that would actually, uh, you know, might be worth some money. <laughs> he's still alive, John Larkin? Yes. 
Yes, and they're 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 having a uh, reboot of uh, of of Night Court where he's going to be on it. Really, I don't know what they're going to do because they're all the rest are dead. You know, uh, Harry Anderson died. Marky Post just died like a year or two ago. Um, yeah, Mac. Uh, Mac died. Uh, Selma, Bull is still alive. Uh, you know, Bull is still alive. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully he'll come back as well. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be very interesting. I think it's just a way to showcase Dan Fielding. I think that's what it is. You know. It, I, I I actually used to love that show. I thought that Harry Anderson was hilarious as the uh, good show. You know, actually, so was so was John Car- John Larroquette. Yeah, yeah, he was also great there. He won an so, yeah. armful of Oscars, not Oscars, but Emmys, Emmys, point. Emmys, Emmys. I think he won like yeah. three Emmys in a row for that for that role. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. which is great. So when you see the pen, you see that not only does um, Theo have this really um, expensive ring on, but he also has what looks like a very expensive watch. Mm. No, but again, you can't figure out what type of watch it is just by looking at it. So it's just, you know, I, I, it, I think it's supposed to say that he's more of a highbrow, high you know, uh, terrorist. Yeah. Who wears a fancy you know. watch to a, uh, to a, uh, to a heist. A heist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now, or a job. would be like a Mac, uh, you know, Apple watch where he'd be like making calculations and yeah. tweeting and everything. Yeah. So. Right, and and that's how this minute ends. Yeah. So, uh, any anything else you want to say before I get into the script? Because there there isn't much in the script. Uh, no, I just uh, like the reveal of the of the um. Did you know you were probably? Did you know Alan Rickman when you saw the movie for the first time, or was this kind of no. his big breakthrough? No, this was this was his this was his this was his debut. He was he was only on uh, he was in the theater before. Oh, okay. They actually he was seen in. Oh, what's the, what's that movie with uh, John Malkovich? Being John Malkovich with Michelle Pfeiffer and no with Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Glenn Close. Something Dangerous like that. Liaison. Yeah, exactly. So Dangerous Liaison. So he was he was in the 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 stage version oh. of it. And they saw him there and and decided to 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 cast him in this movie based so on that. Like, well, I'll slum it and do this. No one will ever see it. Yeah, I'll go back to the theater afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's uh, but but I think that that's also part of the beauty of it. You know, the fact that they were able to to take this this actor that pretty much nobody knew who he was and make him such a forceful. Villain. I mean, again, you don't really know that, but well, I know he's. You, you just know that by hearsay. Yeah, I know he. It was an iconic right. thing. Yeah. So. Yes. I mean, you actually don't even get any dialogue no. from him. Not not today and not tomorrow either. So you know. So the, the script just has one little small paragraph about this minute, where it says on the screen the driver nods at the security camera, as several men climb out of the rear of the van and begin unloading wooden crates by the service elevator. So you know they they don't do that in the movie. Yeah, they're they're not unloading everything. They they take everything on their own. You do see in the background uh, when when Hans is walking down the corridor, you do see two of them you know pushing something. We'll we'll know later in the movie what it is. You know some some contraption they they are pushing right. on the way. And then part of what's written here in the script at this point is a scene that happens later on where he makes a phone call. 
where John makes right. a phone call. So theoretically, if if this was if this went according to the script, you'd get another short scene with John. But sorry, just not doesn't work time. that way. Nope, not not this time around. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should watch the rest of the movie just so I get my uh, fix, my John McClane fix. Sure. All right. right. I think that's that's uh, that's uh, I think it's a great idea. I I'm all okay. for it. You know, I I would come over and watch it with you, but it it's across it's, the world, so it's, it's a little a difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, we we can watch you know at the same time online if you uh, want to. You know, and text each other. So I'm up to the part where you yeah, go sure, to the well. elevator. <laughs> They're bickering again. <laughs> more more family squabbling. <laughs> so every Thursday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track holiday edition where my guests will give a little story about an adventure or misadventure of something that happened to them around the holidays at some point in their life so alex you have a another story that doesn't involve uh you know colorful poop <laughs> uh well I'll, I'll tell the story just i'm looking for diversity i'm yeah. not saying i'm not saying i didn't like the story i love the story i'm just looking for um, diversity i don't want everyone to say oh alex was on your show and all he talked about was color back poop. when i lived in new york yeah. city um my wife's mother my mother-in-law um loved hosting to watch the thanksgiving day parade she would get a hotel room uh, that overlooked the parade route the famous macy's day parade and um, we would go there on thanksgiving morning and watch the parade go by and um this was when the character barney is barney still a thing do kids still know who barney is? I, I don't know i don't think so well, anyway i don't so think kids, so. barney was like a giant purple uh stuffed dinosaur that was very popular in the uh 90s maybe yeah the 90s it was early the 90s. aughts maybe uh and there was a balloon of um barney but then um during so while the parade was going by we're watching all these balloons and then there's a problem the barney one stops and then the whole barney balloon like just deflated right and uh it was such a delight watching uh because everyone hated Barney, and so it was it was very fun watching his balloon deflate and and watch him all get sort of you know it was like the Wicked Witch disappearing as it slowly got lower and lower. And uh, you know one of my fondest Thanksgiving memories was watch Barney die a slow death on Broadway. So yeah, <laughs> that was it. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Sounds like something that would happen in like a Friends episode or something like that. Uh, possibly, you know. yeah. <laughs> Didn't that happen with Snoopy? I think it happened with Snoopy. On, Is that who put on Friends? Did... That someone deflated, someone deflated Snoopy oh. at one point, and and during the the Macy's Day Parade. Yeah, well, there was a famous incident where um, it was very windy, and a, a Dr. Seuss balloon slammed into a lamppost, and then that lamppost fell over and uh, and and uh, killed somebody. So so after oh, wow. they started uh, managing the balloons a lot tighter because you know they didn't want that to happen again. So. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I, careful. I think there. that would that would probably be pretty pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So on that lovely note. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it didn't have multicolored poop in it. That's true. That's true. There's Dr. Seuss. You know, we can talk about Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss and Barney. Someone. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there you go. There's a uh, plot for a uh, a diehard type movie. You know, where Barney and uh, Dr. Seuss take over. Uh, you know, uh, the Macy's uh, Macy's department store. There you go. I like it, dude. I like the corporate promotional synergy of having Dr. Seuss and uh, Barney. So, yeah, well, of course. Yeah. Well, we talked about both of them, so why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, great. You want to tell people once again how they can get in touch with you? Uh, I'm on the Twitter 
at arobtwit, A-R-O-B-T-W-I-T, if you are into Twitter. I'm also over at Instagram, at arobtwit, A-R-O-B-T-W-I-T. Uh, and uh, over on my Instagram, I post my artwork all the time. Over at Twitter, I mostly post uh, depressing things about uh, the end of the world. So uh, between those two things, I'm sure there's something for you to enjoy. A Rob Twit on Twitter and Instagram. Excellent. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher I'm using to listen to this show. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, or you can go to my website which is moviewrobminute.com. So, Alex, you feel like coming back again tomorrow for one last minute to finish off this week? I think I can do it. All right. I think I got it. All right. I'm very happy to hear that. So we will see you tomorrow. And until then, yippee-ki-yay. Yippee-ki-yay.